Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Thank you for that, Colin. I gotta say, it's really good to be here in church today. It's good to be saved. It's good to everything God's been able to give today. I was I was actually very surprised with like how the uh, it warmed up this this uh, evening. This morning, I come outside to my, uh, for college, and I, I look at my windshield, and it, it's frosted. And I'm like, oh, man, I felt defeated. I, fe- I felt like it was all over again, like it's, it's cold. And throughout the day, it started to warm up, and I thought, you know, this is victory, victory in Jesus. Yes, warm weather. I can wear a vest today. This is great. And it slowly started to get colder again, but honestly, it's still pretty nice out, in my opinion, and I'm very thankful for that. But Today we're going to be talking about another kind of defeat or victory, and that's going to be uh, from defeat to victory for Ruth. So please turn your Bibles to Ruth 1.19. So we're going to be talking about a pretty well-known story. Uh, Ruth, uh, many people who have heard that story, we um, go back to where um, Naomi, uh, who lost her husband Elimelech, and had her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who also lost her husband, who was Malon, who had passed, but um, Ruth stayed with, with her mother-in-law, Naomi. So we're going to be going on to that and talking in verse 119. If you are there, please say amen. Amen. So it says here, So they went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why they then call ye me Naomi? Seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Maobite, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. I'll pray, and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this great and wonderful day that you've brought to us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for... uh, for giving me an opportunity to be up here today, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the nice weather. I thank you for college. I, Lord, I ask you that I don't say anything that would uh, hurt your word in any way, Lord. Lord, I, ask, uh, I just want to glorify you. Lord, I pray that people, everyone in here tonight, will be able to learn something and be able to uh, learn what you're trying to tell them, Lord. And Lord, I ask you for this in your wonderful name. Amen. So often when people are defeated, maybe when they mess up in their life, or maybe when they're hurt, they often feel just very down about it. They often feel really hurt or really depressed, and they think, oh, man, God can't use me. I made a big mistake in my life. I can't, I can't, I can't get to that. Like, what am I, what, like, what, what am I doing? God can't use me. 
But often God, God's word often shows that a defeat, a defeat is merely a closing of a chapter. And that God is about to open up a much more bigger opportunity and a new chance to serve him. As we will see today, that was the case for Ruth. That leads to point number one, faithful in following. God is looking for one primary qualification in, the, in a follower. It's not intelligence, it's not ability, it's not strength or anything like that. It's faithfulness. Being faithful. It doesn't have to be education or different achievements. It's faithfulness. One thing that we can learn is that a lack of faithfulness will make the Christian uh, useless in God's word. If there's no faithfulness, there's, you're not exactly serving God if you're not really faithful with him, if you're not trusting in him. It says in Matthew 16, 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There's a good word, follow me. That's one thing that Ruth did for Naomi. She followed her. She didn't want to go back to her mother. That's what Naomi was saying was go back to your, mother, to your mother's. She, uh, Ruth actually stayed and followed Naomi. She, she followed her mother-in-law. And we can see then also John 12, 26, it says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there, all, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So one thing I want to, uh, well, a little bit of an illustration that I have is something about discipleship. Naomi was one who discipled. Ruth put her on the right path to getting her the, uh, the riches and her heritage. So this illustration is going to be talking a little bit about discipleship and how discipleship requires leadership. In, every, in everyday discipleship, a man by the name of Stuart Briscoe wrote about a fellow minister who is asked to officiate at a funeral for a war veteran. Briscoe recalls the dead man's military friends wished to be a part of the service at the funeral home. So they requested the pastor to lead them to the casket stand with them for a solemn moment of remembrance and then lead them out through the side door. This, this he proceeded to do but picked the wrong door. The result was that they marched with a military precision, uh, precision into a broom closet. In full view of all the mourners, Briscoe suggests at least two principles that can be gained from that story. First, if you're going to lead, make sure you know where you're going. And then secondly, if you're going to follow, make sure you know who you're following and if they know what they're doing. I remember back when I was at the wilds, I didn't know where I was totally going to go. I didn't know if I was going to, I was mostly more on the line of doing x-ray technician. I didn't know what God totally wanted for me. Now, uh, youth pastoral was still like a side job. And I wasn't, it really wasn't totally a main thing for me, but suddenly I go to the wilds and within like two weeks I come back and all that leadership, all that help from people who were helping and leading me and even God leading me helped me to understand that God wanted me to do ministry. And, that, and it really helped me get down on the right path. And we see here that in uh, Ruth 1.22, it talked about Naomi's path. It said, So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, 
which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley leaves. One of the ways that God leads is through his people. It's not just through professional Christian leadership or leaders or experienced counselors. You may not consider yourself a leader, but you can rest assured, be rest assured that someone is looking for an example, no matter who you are. God wants to use you. It was actually really interesting because earlier today, I was in chapel at my college, and there was a man by the name of Adam Pittman. He is a missionary to uh, the Dominican Republic, and he's trying to build a church there right now, and he was preaching in chapel today. And one of the things that he said was holding your plans loosely. Holding your plans loosely. And I thought that was really, like, really weird. I was like, holding your plans loosely? Like, that's, that's an interesting thing to say. But he was like, being ready for just about anything. It might not be what, what, what you want. He was telling me I wasn't planning to go to the Dominican Republic. He said baseball there was horrible. Now, I disagreed with that. But he was telling me he didn't, want, he didn't really think about going there, but God wanted him to go there and to be a missionary there. So you need to be ready for anything because you may be considered, uh, many people are looking for you to be an example. So we need to be ready at any time. God commands us to be ministers. And maybe not all of us don't have to be, we don't all have to preach at the pulpit, but we can still minister. That's what God commands us to do. So no matter what and who you are, God wants to use you and show you as an example. And in Ruth 1.22, we see that Naomi decided to return to the city of Bethlehem. And Ruth decided to follow her. That right there is a step of faith. There it is, faithfulness. It's a step of faith on Ruth's part. But as God, uh, God clearly states, whatsoever is not faith is sin. Ruth was about to embark on a path of miraculous providence and blessings. It all began with her willingness to follow. She was willing to follow Naomi. She was willing to follow God. But one thing we need to keep in mind is that when following, following does involve leaving. We've got to leave the things behind. And that's a lot of the things for even the missionaries, as we were saying before. Missionaries do have to leave just about everything behind. They've got to leave their family behind. They've got to leave their friends behind. And that was even for Ruth here. She had to leave her friends, her family, and it was, it was even the place of her birth. But God had so much more in store for her, for, her, for this new place. And with, with her following, it followed Naomi's counsel as well. A wise contrary to uh, what one may think is not someone who knows it all. Wise people are willing to listen and learn. Wise people understand their need for more wisdom. Proverbs 1.5 does state, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man's understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Be one who is able to hear, to listen. And I, I've had many friends even in my life who was, who was, hear, who was hearers and listeners and heard when I, well, like when I needed advice. Or even in, in, uh, in Ruth's situation or Naomi's situation, they, they were listening. And Naomi wanted to help Ruth. She, was, she knew what, could, what was best for her. In Ruth 1.16, uh, um, it says, Whither thou goest, I will go. She followed. 
and where thou lodgest I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. When they reached Bethlehem, Naomi told Ruth both where to go and what to do. Now Ruth trusted Naomi. She took the counsel. She listened to her and did what she was told. Naomi knew exactly where, to, like, exactly where Ruth should go to access the blessings of her family heritage and guided Ruth right to it. She knew exactly where to go and who to go to. That's already like, it's like, boom, you have an answer right there. Like, it's right there. So then we go to the next part where it's um, Ruth 2. And Ruth 2, we're going to go in verse 1 and 2. It says, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth, and the, Mo- Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So she goes into the field, and then it says in, in chapter number 3, uh, 6 through 7, it says, And she went down unto the floor, and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, and she, saw, and she saw, came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. Naomi not only told Ruth where to go, but she brought her to the, uh, told, brought her to the right person as well. We too need to get to, to the ones who can meet our needs. And the one who can meet our needs is Christ Jesus, our Lord. God does command us to not only come boldly unto the throne of grace, which is in Hebrews 4.16, and, but we also need to direct others to the same Lord who can and will meet our needs as well. John 4.29 states, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is, it, is not this the Lord? Now it says uh, for point number one, it was faithful in the, follow, in the uh, following, but number two is fervent in laboring. There was this man by the name of Pastor Paul Chapel, often said, laziness is the scourge of ministry. And that kind of like opened up a kind of a big thing for me as well, because one thing that my preacher says, uh, or the pastor of the college says, is he says, tired people rule the world. It's like they absolutely rule the world. Like, There's always people that are tired around, around here. And if I'm tired, he'll look at me and be like, you're not tired. I know you're not. You're always awake. You're not tired. And I'm like, all right, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. So he'll always try to keep me awake. And one thing that, um, about this is it says laziness is a scourge of ministry. No one has more or no one has less than 24 hours. So the question is, like, what are we doing with that? We're held accountable for what we do for those hours. Uh, we are to redeem. Because it does say in the book of, e- of Ephesians uh, that the, the days are evil. Time, the, the time is scarce, or is sacred, uh, sacred, and the days are evil. God's word challenges us. Uh, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, 
That's Ecclesiastes 9.10. We can easily see that, that Ruth believed this. Now, with many times with being tired, a lot of things with laziness, with sleeping, is the fact that like, a lot of people tend to even make excuses. Uh, and that's one thing about laziness is the fact that maybe some, I remember one friend looking at me and saying, oh, my coffee machine broke. And then I'd, I'd, I'd like play around with him sometimes and he would try to wake me up and then I'll be like, oh, in Jesus' name, amen. He was like, oh, you got me. I was like, and that's one thing that it's, it, 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 sometimes it's hard to stay awake. And, but Ruth, and I bet it was even for Ruth uh, working in the field. But, and we're going to even look at that now in Ruth 2.3. And it says, And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her, and her hap was to light on the part of the field, belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Ruth went to where the harvest was taking place. She knew where the reaping was going on, and she wanted to be a part of it. It is very common for people who are serious about reaping to spend time with others who are also reaping. Maybe people who have different interests, they want to be in that same interest category. We want to be with those kind of people, people who want to talk about the word, people who also want to talk about the word. They want to be around those people. They want to talk about that. They want to talk about their interests. Maybe it's football, or maybe it's baseball. It could be the Super Bowl coming up. A lot of people want to talk about, it, talk about that kind of stuff. But it is very common, and even for farmers who want to talk about farming. But that wasn't even such the case for Ruth. That was such the case for Ruth. So she stayed in the harvest. We're going to look in verse 23 now of chapter 2. It says, So she kept fast in the maidens of Boaz and gleaned unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. It has been well said that people remember how you start, how you start work and how you finish it. We find that Ruth stayed in the field until the end of the harvest. She did not gather a little bit of, and say that's enough. She didn't just get done a tiny little bit or anything like that and say like, oh, I pulled one corn, I'm good for the day. That's fine, I got enough. No, she stuck to the job until the harvesting was done. For believers today, the harvest time will not end until the Lord chooses. It's now until the Lord says, but it's more of when he chooses to call us home, maybe through death, or even through the sound of the trumpet. God's word clearly states, states this, and we are told to occupy until he comes, to be ready. We saw about being faithful in all things, trusting in God. If there's no faith, got to have the faith. It says in Luke 19, 13, it says, and he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. He says, Occupy, be ready. He's saying, Be faithful, and I will come. And that brings us to point number three favored with blessing. So I'm, I'm not a parent, but many parents do delight to meet the needs of our children, or of the children, and we'll do whatever is necessary to take care of them. I remember growing up, and, and this will probably bring a nice smile to my mom's face, I remember her, uh, when, I, when I wanted something, maybe it was a candy bar, she always wanted to meet the needs. 
and to take care of me and see me happy in any way. She'd always get me either Skittles, maybe a, maybe a Snickers bar, or a Doritos, or even a, even a pickle. It was something like that. But God is much more faithful and capable and more of a capable father than any of us could be. And we can rest assured, be rest assured that he will take care of his children as well. But going beyond just basic needs, we need to desire God's blessing on our life. We spoke earlier of faithfulness. It is the key to following God. And it is the key to the blessing of God. Being faithful in all things, wherever God tells you to go, we need to be ready to go. And yeah, I, I, when I was called to, to, to college, I wasn't planning to be, like, totally go there. I wasn't ready. I wanted to go to a totally another college. I wanted to go to Ambassador, with, uh, where Colin was. God didn't want me to go there, and I never really got his hint. He was always telling me, I always made a little joke, being like, oh, I got 2020 vision back in 2019. And right when 2020 hit, I go off to college, and I never realized it was God telling me 2020 vision Baptist college. Never realized that until about two weeks in. But we need to be ready for the blessings that God has for us. We need to be ready to be faithful, because when we are faithful, we, God will bless us. Because it is the key to following God. And it is the key to the blessings. Proverbs 28, 20 states, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. He will provide. He provided for Ruth. We can think of many other illustrations where he provided. The first one I can see, uh, that I can think of and see here, is this the famine of Israel, where God used Joseph to preserve his family. Maybe it's the crossing of the Jordan where the Israelites crossed, the ground, crossed on dry ground. Maybe it's David, where he gave him the strength to overcome the lion and the bear and the Philistine giant Goliath. Maybe we can think of Elijah, where God used ravens to feed him. Or even a very well-known one from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they trusted in God, they were faithful, and they honored God and saw his miraculous protection, where God protected them in the fiery furnace. God clearly promises that if we put him first, he will see to it that we are well cared for. He takes care of the birds, the fish, he takes care of the plants, the flowers, everything. We need no doubt that he will take care of us, the crown of his creation. God teaches us that every good and perfect gift comes from him and that he is the source of blessing. Staying faithful, I remember it says in James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, cometh down from the fathers of light, with whom is no variables, neither shadow or turning. God will provide in any way. Um, We'll see how beautiful of a thing it is for Naomi and Ruth because later down the road, it does say in Ruth 2, 15 and 16, it says, when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young, saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach, reproach her not, and let her fall also some of the handfuls of purpose before her, and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So each and every day, Ruth went into the field and she was able to glean. 
And although the field was not hers, she was being watched over and cared for. God's word says that he will not see the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. And that it even says in Psalm 37, 25, I have been young and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread? When she was in need, God provided. When she was going through that hard time, when she was following Naomi, she was giving up everything, but God provided and pulled her through. And we even see that later in the chapter where it says in Ruth 4.13, so Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bared a son. Ultimately, Ruth became the bride of Boaz and was part of the family. And God gave them a son who was, to be a, who was a part of the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is in the book of Matthew 1, 1 through 16. talks about how she was in the lineage. It is an amazing thing to look at some of the, uh, some of the women who God used to maintain the royal line of David. That would someday result in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you all today to be faithful in all things. I remember going through a struggle in my life, even in Ruth's situation, where maybe, I, except mine was a lot different, I was having a struggle with money. I remember going, like, having a major struggle, and every time a semester came, I was always told to give my friend books. I never asked for anything. I always give it to him. And when I wasn't looking this past semester, he slipped a $100 bill in. And I didn't know until about later, and I tried to slip it back in his pocket, and he booked it. So, God provides. He provides in any way. And we need to trust in him. Ruth was a great example. She trusted. She was fervent. God provided through it all. So we should trust in her. She had a great leader. So trust in God always. Be faithful towards him. And be ready. for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.